Counterspin Media presents the New Zealand 2023 election special. It's time to pick the winner. We are now joined by Michael Avenel. He is the leader of Rock the Vote New Zealand. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Hannah. Now, you guys are a political party. You're very new on the scene. Uh, where are you guys at in terms of your registration? You're also actually part of the Umbrella Party Freedoms New Zealand, I should add. Yeah, that's correct. So we are an unregistered party at this point. Um, we're on that journey to get registered. We're still you know, a little way off from getting the 500 uh, required members. Um, but that journey will continue on after the election. And yeah, and we're very happy to be a component party under the Freedoms NZ umbrella. Right. So what, I guess, um, does your party stand for? Because I think there was a bit of confusion initially. Were you guys initially a group that was kind of going to generically talk about different parties and have you morphed into a party yourself or what was the genesis of it? Okay, good question. So how it began was uh, a number of us sprung out of Voices for Freedom in our area and with the council elections last year, the local elections. And um, what happened was about four of our guys thought we'll stand uh, to contest in the Waitamataa local board area. And they went under the name Rock the Vote. Um, and, and what happened was they registered on the last day possible. They were complete unknowns. Uh, a, a number of us gave them some wraparound support. And we just did a campaign and we went for it. We did pop-ups, we did flyer drops, we did debates, put billboards up, and we just went for it. And while they weren't like ultimately successful, uh, they got between them almost 10,000 votes. Uh, and we shifted the power base of the board who had always been for 30 years uh, really on quite on the extreme left with City Vision. And we moved it back to a 4-3 split in favour to CNR on the right. They've acknowledged our work to help them there. But what happened after that was that we had a meeting about two weeks afterwards with a guy called Ken Turner, who won the councillor's seat for West Auckland. The next day, his campaign manager rang me and said, look, I just want to give you some feedback. Rock the vote's awesome. You guys have got something there. Why don't you consider something which is to stand against Chloe Swarbrick in Auckland Central in next year's general election? And we we're like, wow, we hadn't thought of that. Let's We spoke about it. Let's do it. And we've gone from there. So we've always been aiming to become a political party. We didn't know it right at the very beginning, but it's just gone, uh, you know, uh, sort of morphed into that. So how does it work now that you will be having candidates standing? The fact that you're an unregistered party, but you're part of the Umbrella Party. Yeah, can you clarify yeah. that? So, uh, yeah, we've looked into that. and you know, Initially, it does seem a little bit complex, but... We can stand, so for example, our candidate in Auckland Central is Paul Davey, and he can stand um, as a candidate, and it'll have on the ballot paper under his name, Rock the Vote New Zealand. We're just not allowed to put our Rock the Vote NZ logo there beside it. Um, but he's also on the party list. Is um, He'll be on the party list for Freedoms NZ, uh, along with a number of other candidates. And we've also got a guy called John Alcock, who ran for mayor in Auckland, and with zero campaigning, he got five and a half thousand votes, and he's going to stand for us in the Pakaranga electorate. Um, so yeah, that's how it works. So you still keep your identity. I think I've seen the interview with uh, Sue and Hannah, and they sort of explained it, Hannah Tamaki. So yeah. So um, how many candidates have you guys got in the election? 
Uh, we've just got two at the moment. Uh, I'm having a meeting at five o'clock with someone else that contacted me last night that wants to stand, I think, in the North Shore electorate. So I'll be you know, sitting down with him. Uh, there's another guy uh, that we're in conversations with, not too sure how that's going to go. And then we've got an eye on two other people. But, you know, obviously time's pressing. We'll have to make some decisions soon. But officially, we've just got two right now. Oh, yeah. So so you're not standing as a candidate yourself? No, no. Uh, we've got, we're going to have it, we're having at least four people on the Freedoms NZ party list, but only two at this stage of, of We've got, as of this date, uh, standing in electorate seats to contest. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are some of the main policies that Rock the Vote NZ stands for? Okay. So the, the number one would easily be, so, so just, you know, with the Freedoms NZ umbrella, for example, to be a component party, you just have to agree to um, their, their what they call their flagship policies and you can come on board. And the, the one that well, was very easy, easy for us to do it was that what we want to end, like a lot of people in the freedom movement, is end the globalist influence in New Zealand. So our intention would be, as a principle, and sort of like a non-negotiable, would be to get rid of the WEF, the WHO, and the United Nations out of New Zealand. And you know, our, our slogan is restoring our sovereignty um, reclaiming New Zealand, so that's what that's what we're really strong, and that's our number one for uh, policy. Another one would be we're against uh, we're into racial harmony, so we're against uh, co-governance, for example. And the other one, which is obviously very popular as well, is we want to uh, it, yeah the saying goes to entrench the New Zealand Bill of Rights uh, into supreme law, and even that alone, if you think about it, would be a, just a, a a great victory for New Zealand. So that our democratic freedoms, freedom of expression, and everything contained in that Bill of Rights is protected and not violated by any future rogue governments. So there's that. Another one would be that we're quite strong on is the Therapeutics Products Bill, is repealing that legislation, or at the very minimum, taking the natural health products out of that. Um, so yeah, those are some of our core policies. And also to have binding citizens-initiated referendums. So the people of New Zealand to determine our destiny yeah okay the one thing that i see an issue with uh with those binding referenda is that when you have a population that's been fed mainstream media for so long mm -hmm. if we were to some now you know say tomorrow start putting these referenda out that many people wouldn't necessarily understand the nuances of many of the arguments because the mainstream media is not even letting us have the debates. I mean, co-governance, for example, um, it's almost just been rammed through. The, the media is just going along with it as if it's um, done and dusted. And, of course, with Julian Batchelor's tour, that's stirred up a lot of uh, debate. But we're not even allowed to discuss it. So if, without free speech, I feel like we have a very uninformed uh, population, so to speak. Well, you've, you've got to start somewhere. And I think, you know, one way to do it is to get into parliament to have representation but with the co-governance for example if you you know it's been forced upon us we haven't voted for this so i know that there's many people very unhappy about it so let's put it to the people and test it do do we want co-governance or not and having it as a binding referendum and we'll soon find out you know it's that's the way i see it and then there'll be obviously education to go with it it's not going to be easy, just exactly what you're saying, Hannah, with the mainstream media not on our side. You know, 
we're against a lot, but you know, I think we've got to start somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so you've obviously already united with um, Freedom ZNZ. If there were other um, candidates from other freedom parties that wanted to stand, say, for example, in Auckland Central, would you be open to discussing who the best candidate is and potentially accommodating other parties if, if it was felt that they represented the freedom community better? Absolutely, we would be open. But when it comes to Auckland Central, we've already started our campaigning. We've getting out, We've got our billboards printed up. We're about to put those up. We've got all our flyers done. We've already started doing our pop-ups fly. So it would be hard for us to pull it because we're from Auckland Central. Yeah, we want to develop the party. That's why we've called it Rock the Vote New Zealand to spread beyond. Um, and anyone coming in now is unfortunately quite late in the piece. We're just over seven weeks to the election. Um, but we were open to discussions. And but at the moment, that's you know, we've been a little bit disappointed that Ted Johnson, for example, from the New Conservatives, who we've had a number of conversations with, we've met with him, has now announced that he's standing in Auckland Central. And, you know, I'd like to think that we're all working together. And I know that talking to Sue Gray uh, and uh, and so forth, that there's a, it seems to be some sort of agreement, verbally anyway, that we won't stand candidates against each other to give everyone in the freedom movement the best possible chance to get into parliament. You know, so we're all working together in a collaborative way. Yeah, and maybe this is kind of just the start of something bigger to come in the future, because as you say, uh, with all these candidates already presumably putting their own money into the campaign, um, it's going to be quite hard for people to want to step down uh, if they've already invested so much. Um, is Rock the Vote New Zealand in any way linked to Rock the Vote in America? Not at all. Oh, yeah, so no. it's its own separate thing here in New Zealand. Absolutely, yeah. And um, what about, you know, with mainstream media and kind of cutting through to the mainstream voters, have you either got a strategy around that or have you given that some thought? I do see that um, the the Freedoms NZ wider group got onto the news with um, Chris Hipkins when he was at the Otara Markets. Uh, is that a strategy you guys have or do you, I mean, do you reach out to the mainstream and try and get them to cover you? Uh, yep. So we've got a very fantastic, hardworking party secretary in Fiona, and she's been emailing out press releases to the mainstream media. They haven't taken up it up yet, though we are booked for a, a debate in September with some of the more, you know, uh, like Act Greens, National and so forth. And we're trying to get into other debates. But so far, uh, the mainstream media haven't um, even acknowledged our press releases. So and we've sent them out for Paul Davey and for John Alcock. Um, we'll just see what happens going forward there. But, you know, we're, you know, we, our attitude is that the mainstream media are not necessarily our friends. We're quite happy to talk to alternative media and, and just go from there. Yeah, there seems to be a big um, social media campaign for a lot of the freedom parties. And from what Sue was saying, they are being a lot more, let's say, uh, or let's say that they're, than they did last election so fingers crossed uh they won't be banning your facebook page or anything at the last hour <laughs> hopefully not can't rule it out yeah now i do want to just quickly mention you did obviously say you want to pull out of the world health organization with 
news in the alternative sphere, at least over this past week, coming out that we could have another lockdown and a new variant coming out in September, October. Um, are you concerned about that, particularly maybe it, uh, um, impacting our elections? You know, that there is concern about mail-in um, ballots rather than actually having to turn up on the day and we don't even have to use IDs. Well, you know, you'd have to be concerned about it. I mean, Rock the Vote New Zealand, along with Freedoms NZ, are grassroots movements as such. We're here to speak on behalf of the people. So one thing we'd want once we got into Parliament is go back to how it was and having just, you know, you, um, the voting on election day. It's like a very community-type experience rather than this advanced voting and postal voting. We've had people come and talk to us about the possibility of electoral fraud, we to preserve our democracy, we'd want to minimalize that. And if there's a, a lockdown, would be horrific. I don't know how many people would obey it this time, uh, but you know it's hard to, to completely predict the future. We just have to go with each day at a time. Yeah. So, um, why don't you let people know where they can find you, um, and if they want to be part of your campaign, how can they do that? Um, so our uh, our website is www. Uh, rockthevotenz.com not .co.nz it's .com um, we've got a Facebook page, if you go to the website there's a link there that will take us uh, straight to the Facebook page um, that's probably the best way to do it and, and we've got a couple of people monitoring that all the time um, yeah that's probably the best way Awesome and we'd love to uh, invite your candidates on as well over the next yep. few weeks as these election specials hopefully keep rolling out if that's what people want um, and just before we close is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, Absolutely I just want to obviously acknowledge this all the work that you guys do everyone in the freedom movement but I just want to say that our experience so far we took a risk going under the umbrella it never been done before but Rock the Vote New Zealand, Light Outlaws and Freedoms Party, Vision NZ believe in unity and we thought, let's just try this. Let's give it a go. Let's you know, work in that spirit as such. Let's try and search to find a way. And, and it's been fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. Um, there's been no real issues. I mean, nothing's perfect, but we've committed to the election day and hopefully beyond. And um, any disputes, we just resolve through dialogue. But I want to stress it's a lot of fun. And for, for me personally, it's a real missing that people like Leighton Baker and Liz Gunn aren't there. And when we look at the billboards, which you've probably seen with um, Sue Gray and, uh, and Brian Tamaki on there, when they have got their slogan, we stood then, we stand now, I personally, I'm sure a lot of people would think it would look so amazing if Liz Gunn was on there, Leighton Baker and whoever else the leaders representing the freedom movement, that would really be the ultimate unity to get us all into parliament. Yeah. So okay, I guess the one criticism that we're hearing in regards to that is that potentially some voices or some parties might be watered down and uh, they might feel like they aren't able to actually bring their um, policies and views to the table. What would you say to those people? Um, so all you, you know, so it's easy to get confused, but you just have to come back. We all just have to agree to the core policies of the umbrella party Freedoms NZ. That's all you have to each. We haven't lost our identity, neither is Outdoors and Freedoms Party. And you can have your own policies outside of that. You just have to have those core ones, which if you look on their website, I haven't looked at it for a while, but because I know it's going through a bit of a reboot, but those core policies are very easy to agree to. 
and and you know I can only speak from our experience, and I know that Sue and Donna, Perkeri Phillips, and even um, Joseph Blessing from Yes Aotearoa, and and Hannah Tamaki, all of them would just say it's just been a wonderful experience. So um, I was just going it's to say, New, it's for, this is for New Zealand. Yeah, so you you wanted to pull out of all those uh, international um, big big groups. Is there any other overarching policies that that really stood out to you that made you think that it was kind of a no brainer to stand with them? Uh, well, there was um, one of the ones uh, is a strong families equals a strong nation. So you know that that's you know, there's it feels like the government's trying to divide us, destroy us, smash our democracy destroy our family units and we have to turn that around and come back to the people of New Zealand and create these strong families and that's why we support Brian Tamaki's Man Up program because you're probably aware it really is quite phenomenal the amount of positive results on a very big scale turning broken families around and we support that and then we grow from there and expand that light out that that, that light that we've all got within us out through to, to everyone in New Zealand. Yeah, and then they've also got uh, a better finance policy, uh, reducing GST, your first 250000 tax-free, uh, more money for businesses with less red tape. So more details on that coming soon. Um, and a better future, just uh, putting it into the climate change overreach. They obviously support the farmers as well. Yeah, absolutely, um, the farmers all day long. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, a lot and that's of... what we say with... Even more urgency now when we had this announcement uh, you know, last week or the week before about BlackRock and what their plans are for New Zealand, we need to protect our farmers. We need to work Absolutely. together. Yeah, We're gonna lose I think everything. that's great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's um, quite an important election. So thank you so much, yeah. Michael, and well done uh, to you for getting involved, and we wish you all the best with the upcoming campaign. Okay, thank you, guys. And just on behalf of Rock the Vote New Zealand, I just want to send out as much love as we can to all New Zealanders. Thank you. Awesome. Counterspinmedia.com.